0: Hey guys, this is a vibe, fireplace, I'm recording this on Halloween night, so I'm still dressed up a little bit, happy Halloween, but tomorrow I'm going to be saying Merry Christmas, and I just am one of those, I'm sorry, I love Thanksgiving too, and I appreciate it, and we're going to give it the time that it deserves. On Thanksgiving Day. We need more Christmas time. A month ain't long enough. So welcome to Mother Mystery. I hope you guys enjoyed episode three, the one about Lori Vallow. If you haven't listened yet, hit pause here, go back, listen, and then meet, and meet me back here. I'll be here. Episode three story was wild. It was sad. It was unfortunate. And I hope to update you next year with news that Lori will be in jail for the rest of her miserable life. If you're not following the Mother Mystery Instagram page, I don't know what you've been doing, but you need to go do that now. That's where you're going to find updates for all of my episodes you'll get a little um insight to me and get to hang with me and who wouldn't want to do that also there's the far out gaming facebook page you need to go like and subscribe to and then search far out fam far out fam page i think that's what it's called and that's where you'll get to listen to my awesome hilarious husband and you'll be entertained by him there so Cheers. Let's get into the motherfucking mystery. Okay, this week we're rolling with the homies. And if you don't get that reference, you can see yourself out. For those of you still here, we're talking about the mysterious death of the icon, the legend, the beautiful Brittany Murphy... I want to try to keep this discussion less of a conspiracy theory and more of a tribute to a wonderful woman, but it really is strange and really suspicious. Okay, my top five Britney Murphy movies in no certain order, Spun, Uptown Girls, Girl Interrupted, Clueless, Don't Say a Word, Riding Cars with Boys, that was six, but I could also keep going. She really was a joy to watch both on screen and off. She was beautiful with a voice you could listen to for hours. And you can tell she was just as bubbly in person as she was in her roles. Brittany was born in 1977 in Atlanta, Georgia. Did not know that. Her parents divorced when she was two and she and her mom Sharon moved to New Jersey. Britney attended dance and theater classes, and by eight years old, she was determined to be a star. By age 12, she was cast in some sitcom roles like Frasier, Sister, Sister, Boy Meets World, just to name a few. After she started landing roles, her and her her mom moved to L.A. in 1991 when Britney was 14 years old. By 1995, Brittany was cast in her first movie, Clueless, one of mine and probably y'all's all-time faves. I can't believe this was her first movie. She was just so good, so sweet and lovable in it. And you can't say you're a virgin who can't drive in that form without having multiple roles before that, if that makes sense. It started everything for her, and after this role, things really took off for Britney, and she went on to star in a lot of great movies with an impressive list of co-stars. She had roles with Winona (laughs) Winona Ryder, Angelina Jolie, Michael Douglas, Bruce Willis, Drew Barrymore, Ashton Kutcher, and and also the movie star Eminem. Although Britney was a great actress, early on she was denied roles for being, and I quote, unfuckable you're cute but not fuckable Uh, okay so I know Hollywood in the 90s was ugly it really was terrible the way women were treated I mean and it it still is but especially then the it girl at the time was stick thin and as long as you had that you were considered beautiful and I guess fuckable and you would be reminded of it a lot but like what would that have to do with a role for you to call someone un? fuckable (laughs) we're gonna drink to that Brittany has said if i want to be a leading lady i have to lose weight and it was after this Brittany's body started to change and while she did lose a lot of weight i don't feel like this should be such a topic as it is it's just always something that you hear about when you hear britney's story like It was in the press a lot that she was anorexic or bulimic and she was, you know, dying away, basically. But I want to say, too, it shouldn't be just such a topic as it was. So we saw her in Clueless when she was, what, she was still a teenager. I'm pretty sure. I think she was 19. You see her there and then you see her grow. And not everyone has to do that in front of... Millions of people. So, I just want to say for everybody in the back, a woman's body will go through many changes. I don't doubt that Hollywood had an impact, a negative impact on her, whatever, but it's also just a part of life. She was a petite woman. Like, okay, what? There's petite women, there's larger women, and we should all be proud and happy of our bodies and what they go through. I could go on on this for a long time. I'm going to stop there. So after filming with both Ashton Kutcher and movie star Eminem, she did go on to date both of them. As I said before, it's probably just because she was as lovable off screen as she was on screen. How could you not fall in love with someone like her? I don't want to see Ashton Kutcher with anyone other than Mila Kunis, but wow, Brittany and Ashton were like, so cute. In her dating life, Brittany really seemed ready for marriage, and she had been engaged twice before meeting Simon Monjack in 2006. So in writing my notes and researching and all this, I can't figure out how I want to say Simon, because it is Simon. Simon, I guess is how I say it, but I think it's Simon. But it's like once you say a word or a name a lot of times it it then starts to sound really weird like when you're writing something and you're like that doesn't look right and it's it is but it's just because you've been looking at it for too long and if you say something for too long it fucking sounds weird and I really went back and forth like I'm trying not to make my accent mess up a lot of stuff anyway but also on the topic of English um grown men Hello, can you please stop posting a picture of your girl on your Facebook with the caption, the most beautiful women you've ever seen? You graduated high school and you don't know the correct difference between woman and women? The next one I see, I'm calling you the fuck out. And no, it's not spell check. Don't try to gaslight me, bitch. Simon Monjack. Simon. Simon Monjack was born in 1970 in England. 1970. He was a screenwriter, film producer and director. He meets Brittany and it was Im- immediate attraction. <laughs> and it was immediate attraction. Of course, for him of her like i said how could you not fall in love with someone like her he must have put some kind of spell on her though right like and (laughs) that's mean but he was gross inside and out and he must have seen how dedicated she was to the marriage thing she wanted marriage and a husband what is it hope like a hopeless romantic hopeless romantic romantic Brittany was bubbly Brittany before she met Simon. She was healthy, happy, and once they were married, they rarely left their house, which was just not like her. They seemed very private, and then it seemed as though he was keeping tabs on everything. <laughs> on everything in her life. He was very controlling, and eventually he started taking her to work, dropping her off, and then waiting in the parking lot for her breaks, and then still waiting there until she got off. Like, what a friggin' life. She fired her agent and manager and all those who worked with her. He, Simon, was now her manager agent, lawyer, team, and taking all of her calls. That's who you had to go through to get to her. And some of this comes from Simon's personal trainer, who Simon reached out to and said, you know, I want you to get Brittany ready for a role she has coming up. And the trainer met them both. He also said Brittany seemed really like drugged up. Not like the Brittany you would think that you would meet from hearing and seeing about her and you know if she would talk he Simon would speak for her so the trainer said well you know I need to reach out to her team and probably schedule our meetings that way right and he's like no no that's fine so he reached out to her team anyway and they said well she fired all of us she fired everyone He's taking care of all of her business, therefore has access to, and say so in, all of her money. Her friends eventually have like an intervention meeting at her house. Another intervention meeting this episode. Okay. With her and her mother showing them documents about Simon having warrants out for his arrest, overstaying his visa. He's dangerous and they're like, he's just not good for you, girl. Brittany and Sharon are adamant that they love and respect him and don't believe any of them and they believe Simon. 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 Do I think changes come in a relationship? Yes. Do I think this is healthy? No. But it does, well, you know, changes. Let's start over. Do I think changes come in a relationship? Yes. Do I think this is healthy? Yes and no, because I think that people change themselves and in a relationship instead of changing each other you should grow with each other as each of you grow isn't that beautiful that really is just sometimes you're changing a person do i think this is healthy obviously not either way good or not changes good or bad in each other or apart This is their business. What the fuck was I trying to say with all that? I don't know. Should her friends have had an intervention type meeting? Maybe not. I don't know. Expressing concerns is one thing, but a meeting with multiple people could feel like you're being attacked. So of course you're not going to want to accept what they're saying about the person you love. So Brittany's still working, but she's She's acting really different. She seems different. She looks different. And this has all been since she's met Simon and literally, like, fired everyone who was on her team or, you know, involved in her work life. She starts denying romantic scenes, saying she's not doing anything unless it's with her husband, who, of course, isn't an actor. So I'm like... (laughs) Okay, well, you can't just request for your husband to be a stand-in anytime, you know. And also, it's just part of the job. And both she and Simon knew that. I don't think that she would have had a problem with it as much as Simon was probably the one who was telling her to say that. There's an interview with Simon's mother where the journalist says to Simon's mother, there are people who say he was controlling. Would you agree? And she says... Well, when I saw them together, they were very much in love. And it's a fine line between controlling someone and trying to manage them to have a better career. So I don't know. Um, no, it's not a fucking fine line, actually. First of all, controlling relationships will look like the two are in love in front of other people. It's the conversations they have in private where the spouse is grooming them to do what they want them to do. And a manager would be different than someone trying to have control over your career if you needed help in your career which britney did not she was great at every role she played she had plenty of potential under her belt so the line is not in fact fine it's fucking bold (laughs) anyway there's two children of simon's that no one knows about not even britney one of them no one knew about until after he dies he does die sorry he had been putting one of them through a private school in england using britney's money One woman you hear about from an HBO documentary says, you know, she fell in love with Simon's charm in 1998. He proposes things are going good. One night, she doesn't want to have sex with him. And he says, well, I have spinal cancer. So they end up having sex. Listen, I don't know. I'm sure it got emotional. She was sad, whatever. He also had told her, you know well, we need to have kids now because the spinal cancer will make me less fertile. They start trying to have a baby. They're in Monaco, and she's eventually pregnant. She says, I really want some of my family and friends here with me because she had been really sick. It was still the beginning of her pregnancy, but she was really having a hard time. Really sick, lost a lot of weight. And this was just early on. So she wanted family and friends there. And he denied this. He says, no, no, no. I just want to be alone with you during this time. Red flag. Her friend doesn't take no for an answer. And she shows up and says, well, you look like shit. And if Simon doesn't get you to a doctor, I'm taking you myself. He says, well, I will. And I want you to have the baby on U.S. soil anyway. U.S. soil anyway. So he sends her to New York and he stays in Monaco. She calls him when she gets there to let him know that she that she's safe. And as soon as he hears she's there, he hangs up the phone. Won't answer her calls. She's trying to get in touch with him, and he, so she calls his mom. His mom's like, no, he doesn't have spinal cancer, and figures out well, he's been borrowing all of this money from me, and then figures out he told his girl that he met and got pregnant that it was his mom was giving him the money for his spinal cancer which he doesn't have. So that all comes to, to a head. So after she talks to his mom, she calls the villa that they had been staying at. And someone who worked there says, well, he's already here with another woman. Fast forward, she has the baby. He has no contact with him. And then in 2007, she sees a magazine article where she finds he has married Brittany. Brittany. After this, he offers to buy her a house, and it's probably to keep her mouth shut about the baby and him ditching her. Obviously, this is with Brittany's money. By 2009, Brittany was living with Simon and her mom, Sharon. Brittany and Simon would stay up all hours of the night so he could dress her like a doll and take photography pictures of her. Now, there are some really weird pictures of her, like with her wearing masks and shit. Simon... Then, like, disconnects the landlines and making it again to where the only contact you could have, not only to Britney, but also to Mom Sharon, was through him. And he had all of the cell phones, also. Friends of Britney say this is when they see her eyes being very glossy every time they see her and different than her usual bubbly self. She didn't look healthy, very frail, and Simon would tell her she needed plastic surgery. He would say, your teeth need to be different, your chin needs to be different, nose, everything. And her acting starts failing. And I'm sure it's because he was taking away all of her confidence. How could this woman who doesn't need any of this work done feel good about herself when the one she loves, for whatever reason, is telling her she needs to change everything? And I'm sure it felt even worse as he had distanced her from everyone who loved her. It's just got to be a lonely, dark place. He even tried at one point to be her makeup artist. He just wanted every little control that he could have. Brittany's last job was to film a horror movie in Puerto Rico. She evidently gets fired because of Simon Simon having conflict with someone working on set and was replaced within the first two days of filming. This is when she started feeling sick. They fly back to New York. Two weeks before her death, she is at her movie premiere from something she had filmed previously. The director says she seemed finally like the person he had first met after seeing a lot of changes in her. She did look frail and shaky, but at least she could speak to him normally and was very genuine and sweet. This was both disheartening and enlightening to him because this is the last time um, most people would see Brittany, and the last time you see someone, you would want to see them this way, the way they were and should have been. That was so cheesy, but it's really true. If if you want to see someone that you care about and someone you've seen being so graceful, the last time you see them or... You know, the last that you would want to remember of them, you'd want it to be that way. Just what you had always remembered them as. That You can't say that, not cringily. Sorry. So there's a 911 call of Sharon's mom saying, Brittany's collapsed in the bathroom at their house. She finds her after she goes to look for her because she hasn't been sleeping or feeling well. The 911 operator is asking for someone to do CPR to do CPR, saying how they need to do it, like, one, two, three, four, five. (laughs) Listen, all you need to do, all you, (laughs) all you need to know when you're doing CPR is the Stayin' Alive song. Everybody knows that, right? One, two, three, four, stayin' alive, stayin' alive. (laughs) And it makes sense because that's what you're wanting to do, stay alive. Anyway, Simon starts doing it, and you can hear it, like, on the recording. They're like, no, that's too slow, you fucking idiot. He just doesn't know how to do anything. And if he isn't at blame here, I don't know. Like, maybe he's in shock? Sure. I don't know. 911 dispatcher is trying to calm mom down. It turns out that... Sharon and Simon try to take Brittany into a cold shower to wake her up. I'm going to leave that there. I don't, I'm leaving that. I don't have anything to say about that. So December 9th, she passes, but had Simon taken her to a doctor when she was sick and kept her under better attention instead of demanding him be her voice, maybe she would still be here. If I have a headache or a weird stomach pain, my husband is up my ass about, well, you need to get that looked at. Call your mom, call your doctor. You need to pay close attention to it. And if I don't, I know he will. Simon did nothing for her because he had to be her everything. He had to make the calls, the appointments. He wanted to be her fucking makeup artist, for God's sake. So no, he wasn't calling the doctor. Brittany's cause of death was pneumonia. She did have a few different prescription drugs in her system, but it it ends up being pneumonia. Simon doesn't want an autopsy done though, which is cringe. And then remember Private Simon? He and Sharon start coming out just weeks after Brittany's death doing countless TV, TV and radio interviews. Sharon seems a bit drunk okay she seems out of it then you see simon being filmed on the street by paparazzi answering any question they had and eventually simon lets a reporter come into their house with a camera and gives a full tour of their home including the actual bathroom they found Brittany in and he's like i've i haven't been in here since the night of like okay and you're just letting all of us in here that's cool in one filmed interview, Sharon is trying to tell the last words she heard from Brittany. And Simon is like, "Um, no, no, baby, you have it wrong. You must be confused. Okay. Do we need to get into that? I don't think so. Why wh- Why are you doing this? Why are you calling her baby? There's also like, a, I guess, I don't know if it's people, some sort of magazine interview they do. And they are taking photos with each other. And it's just... It's a little close, a little close for my taste. I'm not going to say it was wrong, but it was a little bit wrong. One of Brittany's co-workers from King of the Hill is sad when she hears of Brittany's passing, but also frustrated with herself for not doing enough because she had noticed all of these, these changes. She saw Simon waiting in the parking lot. She saw how controlling he was and how much she was losing herself. And this goes back to last week's episode because I just want to say, if someone is speaking of their kids as zombies or saying strange things or you notice something out of the ordinary, please don't do nothing. What's the worst that could happen? You get on their nerves? If there's something going on, take them out of that environment. And if they're able... Keep them out for a few days at a time. Take time to make sure they're okay and they don't need you to intervene. I know this is easier said than done in Brittany's situation, but just figure out what you can do, big or small. Don't worry about feeling annoying or feeling like you're doing something wrong. If you feel they're out of place, then you're doing everything right, and if you try and even it fails, at least you know you tried. Okay, so Brittany and Simon got married in 2007 after meeting the year before, and she died in 2009 in the house. It was concluded that Murphy's death was the result of untreated pneumonia. That's what I'm reading here. It was combined also with anemia and drug, drug intoxication from prescription and over-the-counter medications. In... 2010, Sharon, Brittany's mom, who was still living with Simon, found him dead at the house also. And his cause of death was pneumonia and anemia. I'm just going to say, like I said, I don't want this to be a conspiracy, but Brittany Spears, the Brittany Spears, lived in the same house and left one night in the middle of nowhere saying that she felt she heard like spirits and all types of things hallucinations she thought that someone had come into her house and opened a spirit portal and bad spirits had come in and she needed to get out so she went and she goes to stay to a hotel that night and never went back to that house then Brittany Murphy is the next owner of the house her and Simon and then all of this happens and it's it's just weird right it's been said that simon said sometimes simon says sometimes Brittany didn't want to go to the house if they were out she would just ask you know can we just go stay in a hotel or something like she didn't love being there and in the interview of course he's like no honey you know we're paying for this house we're gonna go stay in it but he was probably just like no i need to get you up into this little hole where you can't talk to anyone and i'm gonna take care of you or whatever simon also had said that the bathroom Brittany died in was what she had called her comfort place in the house so it's really sad to think if that's true that she was feeling sick felt really bad went in there to feel comfortable to feel good or at peace or whatever and that's where she passed and i hate that Brittany murphy was 32 in december 2009 when she passed away do i think simon or her mom made Brittany sick or even murdered her i don't fucking know i don't know what do you think Let me know on the Mother Mystery Instagram page. You're beautiful. Goodbye.